The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, Amen. Amen. <laughs> נתן בן שולמית ב... סטייט בת מנוחה. אין לה נפל עליהם. שפת הנפל, שפת הגוף, ואתם כאלה בעד הבוא וכן ירסו ונאמר אמן ובגין תראה סדף עצמך בית עמוד בית. סטארינג רייט פרום דה בגינינג אוף דה גמרא. We learned in yesterday's משנה, the משנה was comparing תשלומי כפל to תשלומי ארבעה וחמישה. The משנה ברות uh, some differences. Number one, Mishnah said, Meruba, there are more dinim that apply to kefil than to arba v'hamisha. Number one, kefil applies to all objects, whether they have ruah hayim or whether they are inanimate objects, whereas arba v'hamisha only applies to shor v'aseh, only applies to uh, animals uh, themselves. That being said, uh, the Mishnah also brought a difference that what? That a uh, gonev. Well, that's all we have to know. So comes the Gemara and says, "V'ilu midat tashlume kefil noheged ben beganav ben betorent taanat ganav umidat tashlume arba v'chamisha enu noheged ela beganav belvad lo ketani." We learned previously in the Gemara there's a case of Torin Ta'anat Ganav. That's a person that says watching something for somebody. The guy comes, so the guy comes and says, Where's my object? He says, By the way, it got stolen. And comes out, he was the one that stole it. So the law is that guy has to pay kefir because he is the thief himself. By saying that he doesn't want to, that it was stolen, he's trying to get off by paying nothing. Because the Shomer Hinnam that claims stolen pays nothing. Oh, so the deen is when he gets caught that he was the thief himself, he has to pay double. So the question is, does that apply by Tashlumei Arba'ah V'Hamisha? Same case, the guy's watching an animal for somebody, uh, and then he comes along and he claims that, uh, sorry, the item got stolen, and then he goes and slaughters it. So does he have to pay four or five when he himself was the thief and he claimed theft? So from the fact that the Mishnah does not make that difference, it sounds like that they're the same in regarding that item. That just like Tu'in, Ta'anat Ganav, pays kefil, so too Tu'in, Ta'anat Geneva, and then he slaughters it or sells it, seems we'll have to pay four or five from the fact that the Mishnah did not make that difference. So it's a proof to the Bihayabarabah. 
הטוען, טענת גנב בפיקדון, if a person not say it's a פיקדון, it's a collateral, and he comes long as he got stolen, and he himself was a thief, he gets caught after משנה את השומי כפר, טבעו מחר, same case, and he just slaughtered it or sold it, משנה את השומי ארבעה וחמישה סוף. In fact, the משנה does not make that difference, you see if there's no difference between טענת גנב בכפר, או טוען טענת גנב בארבעה וחמישה. איכא דאמרי, or the Gemara has a different version of this. So according to the first version, it's a proof. According to the second version, we're going to say, is it a proof? If a person claims the item got stolen, he has to pay double tabach or machar. Now the same case. He claimed that it got stolen, then he subsequently slaughtered it or sold it. So we can bring a ayah from the fact that the Mishnah did not say there's a difference between Kefal and Abba Vachamisha, so we can bring a proof to Rabbi Chayyabar Abbas. So Kalsikwa says, no proof. Miketani en ben? Does the Mishnah say en ben? There's no difference but this? Meruba ketani. Tana v'shayir. All our Mishnah said is meruba. There are more dinim that apply to Kefal than Abba Vachamisha, but it didn't say every single difference. If it would have said en ben, Oh, that it's these differences and no other differences, then you're right. There's no difference between Torah and Torah and Ganah, Bekefa, Torah But from the fact that we still use the word Merubah, yeah, in the, in the, there are more cases, but it didn't list every single case. Therefore, maybe there is a difference between Torah and Ganah, Bekefa, Torah and Ganah, So, Kefal applies to all objects. Now, we're going to go back into our... Did I show it? How do you know that a person stole any object? Any object? Um, he's a thief and he gets caught. Uh, he has to pay double. How do you know this law? for a biblical source. Now let me give you the whole pasuk first in order that you could appreciate the derasha we're going to make now. It says, Al kol devar pesha, al shor, al chamor, al se, al salma, al kol aveda, asher yomar ki uze. עד העדים יבוא דבר שניהם אשר ישון אלוהים שישלם שיניים לרעהו. This person was talking about an any item that you were pushing on, that you stole. It's a sword, it's a hamor, it's a seh, it's a dress, a salman, whatever it may be. If you stole it, you got to pay, and you got caught, you have to pay. שניים ישלם. So the Gemara is going to be Doresh this pasuk. על כל דבר פשע, on any item, על כל דבר פשע, on any item, כלל, that's a generality. על שור, על חמור, על סבע, על סלמה, פרט, that's a, פרט, that's a, individuality, which means the Torah comes along, gives you a כלל, and then a פרט, something specific. Al kol aveda, but the other person was on any item that was lost. Hazar vekala, the one who gave a generality again. Klal uprat uklal. That goes with one of the thirteen rules that we know. It's called the klal, a generality, a specific, and a generality. And what's the rule? Iyatadan elakein aperat. So the rule is that the generality includes things that are similar to the specific. Ma perat. The commonality between the specifics are they're movable items, they go form on one and they have intrinsic value. Any item that's a movable item, they go form on one, 
If you steal it, you're going to have to pay twice. You have to pay double. Shor, hamor, seh, salma, all these things are valuable. They're movable items. Therefore, any item that has those two properties, valuable and movable, then one steals it, has to pay double. Gemara says, to exclusion of what? Yetzu karkaot. If a person steals real estate, there's no, there's no careful on real estate because it's not movable. Or if a person, let's say, steals an Evid Kena'ani, he also would not have to pay double its worth. Because an Evid is compared to Karka. Evid Kena'ani is considered like real estate from the Pesukim. And Shtarot is documents. Documents, let's say, shtarot of uh, loan documents and things like that. If you steal it, you don't pay back double Y. Shafa piece metaltalin, even though it's movable, right, it's a piece of paper, in gufan mamon. But they don't have intrinsic value. They're only a tool to collect money. But they themselves, the shtar, does not have value itself. It's just a piece of paper. Yet so higdish. Furthermore, if somebody steals something from higdish, from the metta megdash, re'ehu ketiv. Torah says from your friend as opposed to Hegdeh. So therefore, from this pasuk, from a klal, prat, klal, a generality, a specific and a general, we learn the rule that what? All items that are movable and have value to them are subject to the law of kefen. Comes to give it now, starts to challenge this. Ima prat, well, we had this Gemara earlier, if you remember. If you want to start playing around with Klal Prat Klal, what type of animals did the Torah come and tell me over here? Told me a case of a shore. Okay? One thing common about a shore <coughs> is what? That it's nivela is metameh. Or for that matter, a hamor as well. What does it mean to metameh? Let's say it dies. The carcass exudes tum'ah. There's certain things that when they die, animals, specifically animals, when they die, their carcass exudes tum'ah. If you touch it, you become tameh. So maybe I'll say, and the fact that you gave me examples of shor and hamor, also maybe davka animals, that what? That when they die, their nivela becomes tameh. To the exclusion of ofot. Chickens, when they die, or birds, when they die, they don't exude to at nivela. So maybe I would say the law of kefil does not apply to it. Why did the Torah list shor hamor? Also, maybe there's a commonality between those type of animals because they exude to abenivlatam. Mashiachin ofot no. So how do you know that this kefil by ofot by birds? So Gemara says, What are you talking about? Is it possible to say that has Salma Ketiv? One of the examples in the Prat is Salma. What is Salma? Salma is like a simla, a dress. Is a dress subject to the laws of Tum'at Nevela? Of course not. And therefore, just like a dress is not subject to the tum- dress doesn't die. There's no Nevela by a dress. So therefore, Huadin, a bird, which means once already eating Salma, it's coming to include everything. No, you have to look at each prat separately. Which means in the prat of animals, short and hamor were discussed. And therefore in that prat, look at it individually. And therefore if I look at each prat individually, I'm going to say only types of animals that nivlatam nitameh la'apukiyah ofot. 
Salma is in a different category. Look at each part separately. So Gabriel says, And I'll say, that only items that are nivlatot tameh, but items that are not nivlatot tameh, no, deha, kol had vehad, klal uprat be'apen nafsheh darshinam Because we have a rule. When you have a klal prat, klal, you're able to judge each prat separately. Which means, don't look at them all uh, collectively. Look at Shor, Hamor, and each one individually, when it comes to the Balechayim, at least the animals that are in this uh, picture over here, it's only types of animals that Nivlato, that their carcasses become Tameh. So I'll come to exclude Ofot. That's the Gemara's question. How do you know Ofot are part of the law of Kefil? So comes the Gemara and says... If that was the case, the Torah should have just written one example of Balahayim. Sure. And what would I tell you? Sure, what is its properties? Sure is Nivlatan Tameh. But from the fact that it wrote Hamor, I don't need Hamor for Nivlatan Tameh because I know that already from Sure. What is Hamor must be coming to include? Even Ofot, even cases that are not Nivlatan Tameh. From the fact that you have two examples of animals, the second example comes to include something that the first one does not. And therefore that's how I know Ofot, from the extra Prat. Gemara says no. What did you want to say? You want to say only one animal? You could not, you could not have done that. Why? Hey Nikhtov, Rahmana. What did you want the Torah to write? Ikatav Rahmana Shor. If the Torah just would have written Shor, I would have said only animals that are brought on the Mizbayah like a shore. But animals that are not brought on the Mizbayah, maybe they're not subject to the laws of Kefil. Oh, so that's why I had to say, Hamor. To teach me what? That even animals like a Hamor that are not brought on the Mizbayah are subject to Kefil. I go the other way. So I just would have written Hamor. Kadosh bebechorain. Only items that are kadosh at birth, like a hamor that gives birth, a hamoraga that gives birth, the petrechem is considered kadosh. I would say she'en kadosh bebechora, lo, but I would say things that are not kadosh at birth, no, so that's why the Torah had to write shor. Now, I don't need shor for kadosh bebechora, because the shor is also kadosh bebechora. Any animal that's tahor, is Kadosh Bebechora. So therefore, what would the Shor be coming to teach me? The Shor would be coming to teach me, well, I don't need it for Kadosh Bebechora, Ela would come to teach me things that I want, Nivlato Tameh. Oh, so therefore, I would say, Shor and Hamor have things that are in common. Number one, three things have in common. They're animals. Number two, Nivlatan Tameh, and both of them are Kadosh Bebechora. And therefore, that would exclude Ofot, that are not comparable to the Shor and the Hamor at all. Look at Rashi. Rashi says, Look at Rashi, Kadosh Bebechora. If it would have said just Hamor, I would say things that are Kadosh Bebechora. Ke'en Shor. Now I'd say what? Only things that are comparable to Shur Hamor in three sides. However, Sviva'yal is like venison or a haya. 
Animals like that, they're only comparable in two items. They're Baalei Chayim, and what? What are they also? Baalei Chayim and Nivlatan Tameh, but they are not Kadosh Bebechora. Ahi Katav Shor. if that was the case, that you're coming to exclude Ofot, just tell me Shor. And I would say, things that are Nivlatan Tameh, like Shor, and things that are not Nivlatan Tameh, like Ofot, is excluded. The fact that it's Shor and Hamor, so Shor teaches me Nivlatan Tameh. I don't need Hamor for Nivlatan Tameh, because I know that from Shor, Hamor must be including Ofot. Kamara says, nah, you couldn't have written one item. You had to write both items. Because if I just wrote Shor, I would say only things that are Karev the Gabbai Amizbeya. Like a Shor. That's why I had to write Hamur to teach me even things that are not Karev al Amizbeya or subject to the laws of Kefir. Oh, and if the Torah just wrote Hamur, I would say what Kadosh Mebechora, only things that are Kadosh at birth, so they are going to be subject to the laws of Kefir. Now, why would I have to write Shor? Once I write Hamor, uh, 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 so I know already that property of Kadosh uh, Bebechorah. And Shor also is considered Kadosh Bebechorah. Also, the fact that I wrote Shor on that side is coming to teach me even animals that are not Kadosh Bebechorah. For example, like a Svi and an Ayal. But at least a Svi and Ayal are comparable to Shor and Hamor in two properties. Debale Chayim and Nivlatan Tameh, even though they don't have the third property of Kadosh uh, Bechorah, uh, uh, but Ofot that are not comparable only in one item that they are Baalei Chaim, they don't have Kadosh Bechorah, they don't have the Tameh, is not going to be included. So we're back to the question how do you know that Ofot are subject to the laws of Kefil? Amre Imken, Nikhtov Rahmana, Shor Vachamor. Good. If that was the only Dirashal of the Torah, say Shor Vachamor. Se Lamali. Oh, it says Shor, Hamor, Se. What are you adding seh for? What does seh come to bring to the table? Nivlatan tameh, we know that already. From Shor and Hamor. Kadosh bebechorah, we know that already. Karev legabem as well, we know, we know everything we know already from Shor and Hamor. What did you add by saying seh? Shema mina le'atuye ofot. It must be coming to teach me that even ofot that are only similar in two items or in one item, that they're just bale hayim, they also are subject to the laws of Kefil. Oh, now the Gemara says, I have no problem. You want to include birds? There's different types of birds. Maybe I'll, even in the bird family, I'll restrict the birds that are subject to Kefil. The Ema Le'atuye Ofot Tehurim. Maybe birds that are Tahor, kosher birds. Dumyad Deseh. Similar to a certain say kosher animal. The Metameh Begadim Abet Tabeli'ah. We have a law. We have a law that says if a person eats something that's a, from a kosher species, but it was not slaughtered properly, and he eats, he swallows a piece of that meat, he becomes tameh, and his bigadim become timi'im. Special law. Things that are would have been kosher, like a sheep, let's say. It didn't, you didn't slaughter it properly. You ate from that uh, uh, piece of meat. There's a law of tum'ah from eating something that could have been tahor, could have been slaughtered properly, and you didn't. 
Now that only applies to tahor animals. Mashiach, a tameh animal, that's not kosher anyway. The law of beta bidiyah does not apply. They learned that from Pesukim. So I would have thought, you're right. Maybe you're coming to include birds, that for the law of kefir. But what type of birds? Birds that are similar to sheep. Just like the sheep has this tum'ah called tum'at bili'ah. When you swallow it in the bili'ah, you become tameh as well as your begadim. So to only birds that share the same property of tum'at bili'ah. But of what tameh imdelet mu tum'ah, they don't make tameh begadim abete bili'ah. No, maybe I would say that those type of birds that do not share that same property. No. Comes together and concludes, kol ribuyahu. Which basically is saying, forget about your cloud, prat cloud. We went through a whole long thing. We have a cloud, we have a prat, we have a cloud. And we start to say, whatever the cloud's coming to include things that are in the prat. Leave that. When it says in the pasuk, al kol devar pesha, in the pasuk of kefil, kol is called a ribui. What does a ribui mean? It includes everything. When it says the word kol, kol is an inclusive word. So we're not learning it in the rigid Cloud prat cloud anymore. We're learning it in the ribui. Call. Oh, once the word says call, it's everything. All for whether they have bitter or whether they don't have bitter. All types of items are coming to be included. So now the Gibraltar is saying, Bikhulecha de Katav call ribuyao. Oh, you give me a new rule now? Whenever I go to the whole Torah and I see the word call, are you telling me now I have a new rule that I doresh it in a Ribui form, just is coming to include everything. The Hagabe Maaser, or this is law of Maaser Sheni. Right? It's talking about the person that says Maaser Sheni, he has money for Maaser Sheni, right? And he wants to redeem the Maaser Sheni on food. So the Torah limits the food stuff that I'm able to use as a redemption for my Maaser Sheni money. Torah says, It says the word call in the Pasuk, and even though it says call, we still doresh. A cloud prat. What does it say? You can use the money for whatever you want. Cloud. Then it gives you specifics. Perat. That's a specific. Whatever you want. Hazar vekalal. Cloud uprat uklal. E atadan ela. Just like the prat and all these examples are. Peri miperi, it's a fruit from a fruit, bakar. Bakar comes from a mother. So it comes from a, comes from somewhere, right? It's a fruit that comes from a fruit. Uh, an animal is born. That's on. Yai, grapes come from the tree, from the vine. They're born. So on and so forth. So therefore, we get to the kaka and all of them have a property that what? They all come from the ground. Animals live from the ground. Grapes grow from the ground. So it has to be what? Things that grow from, come from something, to the exclusion of water. Water doesn't come from something, or salt. Does not come from a peri mepeti, and gedolei kark has to come from the uh, ground to the exclusion of, let's say, kemehin and pitot mushrooms. Mushrooms are not considered gedolei kark; they grow from the environment, from the air. So, therefore, only these type of items. I've called peri mepeti. So too, all things that grow peri mepeti, the gedolei karka. Oh, so therefore, what are you talking about? But in that pasuk, the pasuk says, "Venatata kesef." If you're telling me that the word call is a ribuya, what do I need? Cloud, prat, cloud. Just donate the word. Bakol. And Bakol's coming to tell you everything. 
So wait, wait, wait. And you just told me the same thing I shall buy Kiffin. You told me it says the Pasuk call, call the Buyao, call the everything. Oh, so therefore say the same thing by Maser Sheni, that it says the word Bakol. So Tabi call is the Buya. So again, we're going to have two answers. Amre Bakol Kelala. Kol Ribuya. There's a difference between Bakol and Kol. In Maser Sheni it says, the pasuk when it is a bechol asher or bechol that's cloud prat cloud. Bechol works with a cloud prat cloud, but in kefir the lashon is kol without a bit. Oh, kol kol is ribui. Kaka, when you have kol alone, that's a ribui. When you have a bit that precedes it, that works with a cloud prat cloud. Why rule? or I can tell you kol klalahu that you know what even kol sometimes works with a cloud. Prat klal miu kol dehacha ribuyau, but the call of kefil is working as a ribuya, which means we like to tell you whether the word call and the word bechol they could they work as klal prat klal. Happens to be the word call that was written by kefil over here. It's an exception over here. This call is working as a ribuy to come include everything. Why mechdi ketiv meikara klal uprat uklal. Wait. In the subject of kefil, we already have a pasuk that's working as a cloud prat cloud. That pasuk is talking about over here. If let's say uh, you gave uh, something to your friend uh, to watch, any item, whatever it may be, that's a cloud. Would you give him anything? It's a cloud. Kesef or kelim, then it says. Kesef, you gave him money or vessels. Prat. Lishmor. To watch again, that's for anything. Hadar, the kalal. That's coming to give you another klal. Now, this pasuk over here is a uh, reference also to the subject of kefil, which means this pasuk also is talking about kefil. And it writes it in a klal, prat klal. And what's the prats in this kefil pasuk? Kesef and kelim. If you tell me this pasuk over here, that we're using, the kol pasuk, is also working with a klal prat klal, nikhtov rahmana lani pirate gabe he'ach klal uprat, al kol devar pesha, lamali, shma'mina ribuyahu, which means, what did you have to write a separate pasuk, with kesef ukedim, if it's working with prats, take those kesef ukedim, and put it in the first pasuk, put, al shor, se, salma, kesef, kelim, if it's working with a klal and prat, you should have put the pratim, all together, the fact that you put the separate, separated the prati must be we're not working with a cloud prat cloud. Must be that the call over here is a ribui. Look at Rashi, please. The isal kadatach baram Rashi alidat. The isal kadatach hay al kodevar pesha. The atal enyan kefil medreshe bechalu prat atavlo metrabele kefil elake ena prat lechtevinu dani prate bekrae kama vedrosh kol had beapenav shekat kamart. In the pasuk of Kesef and Kelim, it's also talking about Kefil. So why don't you just put all the pasukim, put them in one? Kesef, Kelim, Shor, Sesama, Ela, Shma'mina, Hai, Klala, Dekrab, Batra, the pasuk of Kol, Al Kol, Devar, Pesha, Rebuyahu. Olinyan Kefil, Lord, Darshin, and Klal, Uprat, Ukrat, Kama, Dekrim, Beklal, Uprat, and Shiluahu. And the other pasuk that's talking about Kesef and Kelim that wrote a plot, that's teaching you a different thing. That's teaching you that what? 
that we have what that's teaching that you have to make a shivua. What does it mean you have to make a shivua when a person let's say is watching something? I'm watching an item and then all of a sudden I come along and claim, oh, it got stolen. So the pasuk's coming and teach me in that pasuk, no matter what you're watching, kesef, kenim, you have to swear that it got stolen. I can't just claim it got stolen. I swear it got stolen. And then what happened? I found out that I was the thief. Oh, so then the Torah comes and tells me, I have to pay kefir. But the main part of that pasuk is to teach me that when a guy claims that an item was stolen, he has to make a shivuah. Oh, so that's pasuk of, it's not, it's not a redundant pasuk, that seems to me a deen of shivuah. And the pasuk of kefir teaches me what? Al-kol devar pesh, al-shon, al-seh, al-chamor, al-seh, al-salma. That's not a klal prat klal. That's telling me ribuya. I'll call every single item, including ofot, including birds. And the only question we have is, so what did you write shor hamor then? If you tell me kol is a ribuya, and the, she, and the Gebola is coming to tell me, and I'll tell you how I know it was a ribuy, because if it really was all a cloud prat cloud, you should have put all the pratim together from both pasukim. You didn't. It must be this pasuk is a, is a ribuy. And the other pasuk is not even talking about kefil, because we don't kefil from, from, from one pasuk. The other pasuk is talking about shivua. Good. But once already you tell me kol is ribuy, why say pratim then? Just say, al kol devar pesha, every item. Maze shor, maze hamus, like Gebola says. The hashta now the amar kol de buya. Now that you told me kol is ribu, he called hani prate lamali. What do I need all the pratim for? So he goes had le meute karka. Okay, what is to conclude, exclude karka? There's no din of kefil on land. The had le meute avadim. Evit kenani that's similar to karka. The had le meute starot. Because the starot themselves do not have intrinsic value. Salma, and what does the word salma come to exclude? Lemeute davar she'eno misuyam. That's an item that does not have a siman, that does not have a mark. Which is just like a, with a dress, a dress has a siman. It's identifiable. She'enken, an item that has no simanim, and you steal an item that doesn't have simanim, there's no kefir. Alkol aveda, what is the word alkol aveda coming to teach me? Any lost item that you steal? What is that case? Tu'in ta'anat ganav ba'aveda. I found a lost object. Okay? Guy comes along and says, Hey, did you find my lost object? He says, Yes, I did. But I'm sorry to tell you, it got stolen. He's to'in ta'anat ganav ba'aveda. Oh, now what? They find out that he indeed is the thief. So the Pasuk is saying, I'll call Aveda. That even to end Ta'anat Ganav Be'aveda, you have to pay Kefir. The classic case of to end Ta'anat Ganav is by a Shomer. I'm watching something for you. You come, not even paid, not paid. You come back and say, by the way, where's my object? I say, I'm sorry, it got stolen. I swear, right? I swear that it got stolen. Now really, Shomer Hanam on thievery pays Unstolen pays nothing. Now it's found out that what? That the Shomer stole it himself, so he has to pay Kefir. The Hadush of this, well, that is not only by To'en Ta'anat Gana by a Shomer, but even To'en Ta'anat Gana by Aveda, by a lost object, you also have to pay 
Kefir. That's the opinion. So every item's included. Kol is a buyad. The pratim are coming to Israel to review the exclusions. Kefir does kefir apply to karka? No. Does kefir apply to shtarot? No. Avadim? No. Because this is the hukshul karkaot. What else? Davar shenu misuyam. Something that does not have a sign. It's not an identifiable item. No kefir. Oh, but alcohol aveda comes to include that what? That a person will pay kefir not only if he steals a lost object, but even if he claims it got stolen and he's found to be the thief, he will pay kefir as well. Comes the Gemaran continues, Tenan Hatham, we learned in a Mishnah. Listen to four cases. You just have to remember four cases. Hechan Pikdoni. I'm watching an item for somebody. Guy comes up to me and says, Hekan Pikdoni, where's my item? Amale Avad. I'm sorry, it got lost. Mashbi Ali. So the guy comes up, okay? Swear to me that it got lost. The Amar Amin. He says, yeah, Amin. So he's a Shomer. Now we know a Shomer Hinnam does not have to pay on Geneva and Aveda if it got stolen or lost. So he swears. Then witnesses come along and say, what are you talking? You yourself ate it. You yourself uh, stole it. He has to pay Keren. What's the law of Keren? The law is when I swear falsely. The Torah punishes me for swearing falsely. I have to pay back, Keren, the principal, plus Homish, plus the Torah penalizes I have to pay a 20% penalty, and I have to bring a Qurban, Asham. Whenever I swear falsely as a Shomer, there's three items, Keren, Homish, Asham. Hoda al piyatsmo mechila. I'm reading again. Hekan pikdoni. Let's start again the case now, now that we know the case. Amar le Avad, got lost. Mashbiacha ani. Right, he says, make you swear. Ve Amar, Amen. He says, I swear. He said, Amen. Ve Aidim, me Aidim oto. Now the Aidim claim, Shachalo, Mishlemita Kirin. In that case, he only has to pay Kirin. He only has to pay. Principle. Hoda al piatsmo, but if he admits himself, that's the case where you pay Kerem Vahomish. Where he says, Oh, by the way, I was lying. Oh, in that case over there, Mishalem Kerem Vahomish Vahasham. Okay, that's in the case where he claimed it got lost. If he swears, he just pays Kerem. If he admits that he lied, he pays Kerem Vahomish Vahasham. There's a difference between him getting caught. For him admitting. The Torah says when you admit that you lied, Keren, Homish, and Hasham. However, when you get caught, you only have to pay Keren. In this case of where he was to'en ta'anat avad, where he claimed it got lost. Next case. Hekan Pigdoni, same story. Where's my item? Amalun Nignav. Oh, he says it got stolen. Mashbiacha ani, I'm making you swear, swear to me that I got stolen. The Amar, Amen. Vaidim, Vaidim, Otoch, again, I've won, and I didn't find that he himself was the thief. Mishalem, Tashlume, 
כפן. Then he has to pay כפן. הודה מעצמו, משלם קרן וחומש ואשם. So both cases are similar, whether you טוען טענת גנב, או you טוען טענת עבד, and you swore, and then you admitted, same deen. קרן, חומש, אשם. However, there's going to be a difference if you טוען טענת גנב, and you got caught, you swore and you got caught, and you pay כפן. But if you טוען טענת עבד, and you got caught, you only have to pay Kirin. And that's what the Gemara has to bedayek. Katani miha, we have a partial quotation from this Braita. Betoen ta'anat ganab, the mishanem tashtume kefen. Aba betoen ta'anat avad. But if you claim that it got lost, lo mishanem tashtume kefen. Good, that's what comes out. So we learned another law now. Halakha, I'm watching an item for you. You come back and say, where's my item? I say it got lost. You say, do you swear? I say, I swear. Witnesses come along and say, what are you talking? He's the guy who took it himself. Since my claim was not Gadnab, my claim was Avad, the law is you only pay Kerem. The only time you pay Kefil is if a Gadnab himself got caught or the Shomer himself is the Gadnab and he claimed to enter the Gadnab that he pays Kefil, that is the law. Comes the Gemara and says, "Va'afilu to'en ta'anat ganav." And even when he claims it got stolen, "Bishvu'ah the mishlem tashlum ekefil." Avas shelo bishvu'ah eno mishlem tashlum ekefil. New law. I come along and say it got stolen. The only time I have to pay kefil is if I swore that it got stolen. For example, let's say you come to me, hey, where's my item? I say, ah, it got stolen. Then all of a sudden witnesses come along and say, ah, he, he, he stole it himself. I didn't swear, I only have to pay back principal. The only time you pay kefil in to'en ta'anat ganav is if he swore. So the Gemara questions, how do you know that? Because we have a braita. It says in the pasuk, this is a pasuk. What is it talking about? If you found the ganav, this pasuk is talking about if you found the ganav. You know where the ganav was? The guy himself, the shomer. Maybe we're talking about a regular thief. Again, the pasuk says, This pasuk could be one of two cases. It could be an actual ganav. You found the ganav in the street, he has to pay kefil. Or it can be referred to a shomer, that he himself was the, was the thief. And the fact that the pursuit is, if you're not going to find the ganav, why, why, why are you not going to find him? Because you're him. The fact is, we don't know why you didn't find the ganav, because the shomer himself is the ganav. And the pasuk says what? You pay twice. Tanya Eidak, we have another brighter. Im yimaseh aganav. If you're going to find the ganav, he pays kefir. Beganav atzmo akatum edaber. That's referring to a pasuk of what? An actual thief. You found a thief, he pays double. Ata omer beganav atzmo. O eno ela betoen ta'anat ganav. Or maybe it's talking about a case where a guy is a shumer and he claimed geneva. Kishu omer im lo yimatzeh aganav. Beautiful. 
which means according to both rabbis, when it says im lo ganav, what type of guy is that talking about? Where the guy himself is the thief and he's to enter anad ganav and he has to pay what? Careful when he gets caught. The kula alma mia im lo ganav to enter anad ganav ketiv. Good. Me'emashma. How do you know it's referring to that? Right, like I told you, exactly like this. Why didn't you find the ganav? Because he himself He's stole it. He's the ganav himself. And what does the pasuk say? So that teaches me that Torah and Tanah ganav pays double. I got again. I have a pasuk. It says, If I did not find the thief, Shnayim Mishalim. Give me the case that that pasuk is talking about. Everybody holds it's talking about one specific case. I'm watching something for you. We did not find the thief. Why didn't we find the thief? Because the Shomer himself is the thief. And he's claiming, oh, it got stolen. So they're looking for the thief all over the place. They can't find the thief. The guy said it got stolen. Everybody said the search warrants all over the place. No one. You know why they can't find him? Because the guy himself is the thief. And what does the pasuk say? That what? He has to pay double. Okay, but that only teaches me half the deen. How do I know he only pays after he made a swear? That's the next question. How do I know that's only after he swore the Tanya? Or the Baalabai will have to go to the Elohim. Who's the Elohim? The judges. What is he going to do by the judges? He's got to swear. You're telling me why you got to go to the judges for a swear. Maybe all it means that what? He's got to go to the court to pay. Who told you he's going to swear? Maybe it means he goes to the Elohim to pay. Double. Who told you he goes to the court in order to swear? So the Gemara concludes and says, Ne'emar shidihut yad lemata. We have two pesukim over here. Lemata is the, the one pasuk, and lemala is the pasuk before it, or pasuk earlier. One pasuk was talking about a shomer sachar. Let's talk about a shomer sachar. What is a shomer sachar? I'm watching something and I'm getting paid. So the Torah comes along and says, the guy comes along and says, hey, can I have my item back? So I come along and say, I'm sorry, uh, uh, you know, something uh, honest. Out of my control. So what does the Torah say? You got to swear that you were not negligent. That's clear. Shivuat Hashem Tiyeh. Clearly. On a Shomer Sachat. That claims that the item was out of his control. That's why it got damaged. He has to swear. And it says the word what? He swears, Im lo shalach yado. He has to swear that he did not negligently do anything to the item. V'ne'emar shidi'utyad lema'la. And it says by the regular case of Shemir Hinnam, you come to me, where's my item? And I come along and say, sorry, it got stolen. So it says what? That I also, and I say what? I say no, and I, and I wasn't negligent. So just like, just like by Shemir Sakhar, he has to swear, so to by Shemir Hinnam, he has to swear, which means you're right. It doesn't say swearing specifically by Shomer Hainam, but by Shomer Sakhar it does. I'm watching, I'm getting paid. You come to me and say, where's my item? What do I say? Uh, sorry, uh, honest. What can I do? What do you mean, could you do? Swear to me that you aren't negligent. Trust us clearly. Shivuat Hashem to you. You must swear. Good. 
What am I swearing? That I want Shalosh Alach Yado. That I didn't uh, negligently do something. Good. And it says by Shomid Hinam the same words. Shalosh Alach Yado. What's the case? I'm watching something for free. You come along and tell me, Hey, where's Mama? Oh, I got stolen. And I, and, and I say to you, and you know, I, I wasn't negligent. Or just like I wasn't negligent by Shomid Sachat is via Eishivuah. So too by Shomid Hinam. The only time you're gonna Pay this careful when you're claiming that it got stolen and you yourself were the thief is talking about only where you made a shivuah, which means if you made a shivuah, then really you're off the hook. Oh, then what Edim come along and say, Well, he's the guy. That's why Pasuk says, right? You didn't find the Ganav. Why didn't you find the Ganav? Because he's the guy. So the Torah says that so we learned two things over here. Number one, we learned there is a deen of Ta'im Ta'anat Ganav. He pays kefil when he gets caught, only when he gets caught. If he would, and only when he makes a shivua. Good. But let's say he makes a claim it got stolen. He swears that it got stolen, and then he comes along and says it was me. Then the Torah says keren, homesh, and asham. So there's a difference between when he confesses that he swore falsely or that he got caught that he swore. But everybody agrees he has to swear in order to pay the kefid if he himself gets caught. <laughs>